0: Hi again everyone, I'm Tim along with Anthony and this is episode 54 of the Video MVP Sports Podcast and I apologize to all our listeners if you haven't been around close uh, to a month. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I've been real busy, Anthony's been real busy, nothing's been going on in the world. Before. Absolutely, you missed nothing in that, that entire month. Nothing important ever happened. Uh, obviously if you've been following us on... The website and on social media, you know, we've been keeping up with high school football as we've uh, each had the scoreboard show on and other things. So uh, hopefully you kept up with us that way. And let me introduce, of course, my partner Anthony Kepley. As this, uh, as we continue on our journey here on Radio MVP, Anthony, how you doing tonight? Great, right, it's good to be back. And again,
1: Paul, he's like you reiterated. My had a little hiatus there. Work got really busy, and uh, it seems like every week, uh, Monday through Thursday, flew by. Then Friday. Saturday, you and I were on the road to a different high school stadium, but uh, it's November the 15th, and we're we're broadcasting the regional championships tomorrow. It's incredible, and uh, we'll cover that in the next half, hour or an hour.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I will say this. There's a lot we could talk about, including the Cleveland Browns and the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Denver Broncos and a few other things going on in the world. However, I will say this. We'll have more fun with the Browns than the Broncos when that Saturday night game comes about later in December, uh, Anthony. Uh, Browns made a quick move a couple few weeks back. Uh, getting rid of Hugh Jackson. I'm not going to get into it. Everybody knows what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's move forward. I, let's see what happens. I don't know what the Browns do, but I agree with this. I read uh, earlier this week that John Dorsey says, this is an attractive job. This is a mm-hmm. job a lot of people are going to be interested in. And I'm, I'm not disagreeing with them. I think it has really high potential for the next coach, whatever that may be, including Greg Williams, which is not high on my list, but, you know, let them ha- play out the season. Let's see what happens, move forward. And uh, obviously I think the Denver Broncos, you uh, team is going to be in the market for a head coach, too, come uh, January. John, I,
1: am I can only hope. So I've been wishing to read or hear that John Elway has made a move firing Vance Joseph. I, I have not been advantage to back in day one. I didn't think so. And i kind of hoping Baltimore moves on from Harbaugh and we can bring Harbaugh in. But there's still a lot of things play out. Um, I will say this in regards to the Browns that you're bringing up. That job is probably the, the right word to use. Um, Interesting. It's the most... In- Intriguing and interesting it has been since 1995, 1994. I
0: would even say it was the most intriguing opening since it came back in 99. Oh, yeah, oh. You know, where you, Without a dollar,
1: you know. A I'll say this, you know, I, I agree with you. I don't know if a lot of Bones
0: want Greg Williams, but in the two
1: games that they have played with Greg Williams as the answer, uh they've had more of a fire, more of a spark. And uh, their offense looks like a professional offense that is exploiting people. And I think you and I touched on this. Uh, the move to trade Carlos Hyde and start Nick Chubb turned out to be a phenomenal one. Nick Chubb is a top five talent if he doesn't get hurt at Georgia. So the Browns are reaping the, I don't want to say the benefits, but what he went through at Georgia was devastating. Uh, to sum it up real quickly. Uh, is Freddie Kitchens our offensive coordinator? Yes. I think he has done a very good job auditioning to be kept when they bring in a new regime.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and in some I th- capacity. Th- right, you you are correct. Either as a quarterback coach, yeah, I know he's certainly the running back coach, now the offensive <laughs> right here along with that. I will say this for him. I give him credit that I believe he's trying to maximize the talent that he has and that talent being you know, Baker Mayfield. He's doing things that Haley did not do necessarily. Yeah. Haley was very much a short passing game uh you're seeing a little more strikes downfield plus here, and then we've been calling for it all year roll out baker get him out in space and see what he you know give him options of making plays and it looks like that has been part of the offense the last two uh, The the are off this week with the bye uh, we'll see you know that's probably a good timing for them uh, get some players rested and then come back strong next week and you know move forward from there so hey I am not going to waste tonight all on Mm -hmm. on the Browns. I just want to touch on that briefly since we've been away. And that was the major story. of course, uh, for the Cavaliers, uh, uh, with Lou going he uh, might go Tyrone Lou not surprised at all they had a, no. a, a very very uh, bad start to the season and quite honest with the last year unit you know, last two years the defense got, uh, completely fallen off the edge mm-hmm. and just you're not going to outscore people without talent without a major superstar and the bron- or the Cavaliers don't have that and now that you have the injury to something like uh, the Love who's going to miss the majority mm-hmm. of the season and others uh, I think it was like right chance to see who they bring in long term uh, obviously they are now in the uh, Zion Williams uh, sweep uh, going forward, and we'll see exactly how that all works out uh, for, the, uh, for the Cavaliers. I know it's only November and we're talking about the NBA draft, but once they... Well, we, we can point out in the NBA, it doesn't take long to turn around a franchise when you have a franchise player to build around. No, oh, it's...
1: Uh... I am glad that the
0: players are coming
1: from a different perspective. That means that Duke and Zion are playing extremely well. Um, and uh, we'll touch on this. When football season wraps up, hopefully not for another few weeks, in our sake, um, there's a lot to get to uh, What what they could do with the top pick or whatever pick they may have. Uh, but you're right, it's not surprising that they moved on from move. Maybe a little surprise if they, they kept it after the last season, but... LeBron, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen, definitely. So I'm not surprised. And I will have a bold prediction. I will keep the listeners in free and sensible. I will have a bold prediction when we talk
0: about the Cavaliers in-depth for next head coaching hire. Alright, we'll wait for that. And uh, I have a couple ideas myself, but we'll, there's plenty of time to talk Cavs. Uh, exactly. I mean, they're, uh, now through April, there's going to be a long time that's, uh, to conclude. So yep. We have uh, a lot of games to play, and how they react to uh, you know, Drew now as head coach. Looking at back, the most important thing that we want to talk about this week is, as we mentioned it coming on, it is the regional finals the Ohio High School Athletic Association playoffs, and and mm-hmm. the values represented very well. Uh, you have Canfield, you have Gerard, Hubbard, and Orange JFK all in playoffs uh, playing in regional finals and local teams playing in the uh, regional finals in Niles on Saturday in Gerard and Hubbard. And uh, maybe uh, we can honestly say the premier quarterbacks in our area in Wade and in uh, Hubbard's quarterback simply because we look, look I at mean, there are two different styles, but they both mm-hmm. are really important to uh, each team. And when I think about it, uh, we're talking, uh, you know, a day. Maybe on Daniels, and what he brings to Hubbard is huge, and he is a major part of their success. Yeah, it's, uh,
1: it's I completely agree with this. We are very fortunate every year to have really football. And I see Week in a week of covering these teams, um, and we have seen both Hubbard and George this year. Mark Wade is as advertised. He is absolutely incredible. The efficiency, the skill set he possesses, uh, just on a different level. And he elevates that offense and makes it almost, almost say impossible. But he makes it far near impossible to completely shut down the type of offense you hope to contain and hopes that they beat themselves. Um, and Davion Daniels, we had him against Youngstown East, and he's taken that that Hubbard offense, and he is he's at a different level now. you got to remember that he's playing without um, Rafael Morales, who's unfortunately suspended for the postseason after his second ejection of the year come against Youngstown East. So for him to go through uh, Division 4, Region 13, like we talked about when the playoffs started, as we turned to the toughest region in our viewing area, uh, he's taking that Hubbard offense to the next level. It'll be really fun to see him and Mark Wade on the same field again the second meeting uh, these two schools this year. I'm not you this right now. I still fortunate that like I said you Mark Wade, he was a three. do really good with a white Y on the side. He looked really good, man. I am just elevating at that possibility, oh, huh? Yeah. Oh. Oh, my. He
0: really good. It's it, a big block y on his helmet. I'm not disagreeing with you. It would be a wonderful thing to play a player of that caliber. Mm-hmm. and game of the Penguins. I believe I heard commitments elsewhere. We'll see if that's true or not. I think he yeah, want to afford him, but right, you never know. You never, know. Hey, you you never, never know, know, right? Yep. You never know. You can only hope uh, going forward. But you know what? This is going to be a great matchup uh, for Canfield coming up too, as they mm-hmm. take on uh, Kenton, and it should be a really a interesting matchup. You seen Canfield last. Last week for the first time this year and boy are they fun to watch uh it is old style football from the valley it's hash football with a kind of a, uh, a spread look but not a traditional spread offense where you throw the ball around it is to spread you out to run the ball and they do it through the wild crack position mm-hmm. two running backs uh you know just avoiding the handoff basically and uh it's been a phenomenal uh, season for uh clint scale and uh the other running back uh, uh, Crawford. crawford yes. Yeah, it's,
1: um, I have a society can't, my cousin, being on the coaching staff, and let me tell you this before you start breaking it down. Uh, congratulations to the Cardinals on the phenomenal year. I'm really proud of them, what they've accomplished. I agree with you, Tim. It's Old School Valley football. It's let's line up, I'm an your man, and let's physically dominate. We came in last week, uh, as you remember, our first time covering Canfield this year, and we expected uh, a really good football team, fundamentally sound. New Akinese supposed a threat with their speed. I didn't, I didn't expect people to be that physical. They beat you up. Every single play, and for them to run the football at will be, uh, the the emergence of Klingso is just incredible. He's taking that offense on his back. And you're right, it's like a, a spread attack, but without. Again, I don't even I, haven't, I don't even go this far. Them, I'll I'll compare Clinkscale's offense right now to almost that of an Air Force with the set option Yes, where they want to run the ball. Um, you know, Navy and Army are going to line up on the center and run the national old school. You know, triple wing. option. You Thank got a you. triple option all that the Air Force more one to the spread option, the lead option, the you with a pass here or there, a lot of wildcat usage. Um, and I it sounds true what we saw in the second half last week was Canfield knew that Akronese knew what they were gonna run. Everybody in the stadium knew what they were gonna run. And let's five and see you can them. And, and it will prove to be the more physical team and I uh, just I know you and I talked about it them off the air uh, during some commercial breaks. Just how fundamentally sound and efficient Canfield was. And then what maybe you know, more was astonishing. You know, we talked about Canfield always has a pretty good team year in and year out. To make a 40-yard field goal in a driving rain, snow, and wind—just incredible! And I really started to take the winds out of back when he sailed. That was what
0: a kick by that kickmaster. Oh no question. He's the one you're yes. talking about who yes. kicked the 40-yarder. Uh, what? A, yeah, it's a huge weapon to have this time. No question about it. And it'll be interesting how he comes to the play. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, tomorrow night and Benson is going to have that opportunity. And, you know, that was a really an interesting game between those uh, Akron East and Canfield. Mm-hmm. On, this, on, the, on this level, Anthony, as you know, I, I thought Akron East actually put a pretty good first half in the first, mm-hmm. But you could have the last four minutes of the, of the first half. Uh, Canfield went on about a three and a half minute drive, got into the end zone and scored. And there was a little over a minute left in the game. They kicked off. They had that fluke play where it went off one of the Akron uh, players, Akron mm-hmm. East legs, and the ball was loose. And next thing you know, it was a cover for Canfield. So they were able to use the clock was available They got downfield and they got in position to give Chris a chance and 1.1 seconds left in the first half. He builds it and it wasn't just made it. he made it by a good four or five seven oh, yeah. yards beyond. Yeah, he could have made it from 50 yards. Yeah, I, very very well could have and it was right down the middle and that's not an easy kick in high school because hash marks are farther away. Mm-hmm. They're not like in college or in pros where they're close to the goal post. So that's a difficult kick and he did a I thought a great job and uh, speaking of a team, Potential shoot type uh, recruit. Yeah. With all the kicking problems the Penguins have, uh, I don't know what his future holds, but it's someone you would have to think about, uh, hopefully, uh, bringing in uh, to a certain movies. He may uh, be a soccer player or other things. I do not know much about him, but it would be definitely a worthy uh, thing to check out. That is, that's a part of the game, as our friend Matt loves to talk about special yeah. teams, and yeah, he's it- correct. East stretch is a big part of the game, and you never know what's going to happen, and it shows you. But that was the modem, a momentum changer that, that that fumble, and then the kick, the, the forty-yard field goal changed that game. From that point on, Akron East failing, and they just never could find their, their footing from that point on. And I thought the defense from Canfield, which only given up, I think, eighty-three points coming into that game last, mm-hmm. week, uh, it's just it's underrated. It, their offense does such a great job grinding out a ball game. No one's paying attention to how great their defense is playing. Great point. And their defense, great point. their defense, in my opinion, is a championship-caliber defense that can keep you in many games. And if that's the case with that running back that they have, uh, they have a chance to go deep. Now. Let me say this real quickly for ESPN 1570. I don't know yeah. if we're going to be going on with Canfield beyond tonight's game or Friday or Saturday. Friday night's game. I just don't know. It's possible mm-hmm. we'll cover them. It's possible that we'll end our coverage here at the regional finals. It, unfortunately, it all talks about uh, another uh, aspect of broadcasting at sponsorship. I just don't know if that's uh, foing because uh, it's possible. Hope for the yep. best for us as we move forward. If they do move on, we'll have them, and obviously we'll have the championship game at it again, no matter what. If we're not doing it, we'll have it through the network. Though. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to pass on that to anybody who may be hearing one on with our broadcast. I, I, I've i said that going into the playoffs, Canfield was our best chance to go deep. The yep. number one seed. There's a reason for it. This team is, you know, the only thing it lacks is a passing game that can... Uh, Set up plays. And, man, it's a, it's a ground-out game. You know, Mooney won many championships just running the ball. So it can be done at the high school level, especially if you get in weather that we're going to be dealing with uh, tomorrow night and Saturday night. And it looks like this type of weather is going to stay with us the rest of November and going yep. into December when the championship games are. So uh, it will. I mean, I think those are good momentum things for going forward. Uh, turnovers always matter. Freedom. And for points, you're always ahead of the game. And if you can avoid them, it's a huge part of all football. And That's what Camfield does: call the game and a great defense and, and avoid turnovers, try to create turnovers. That simple formula. If you can get it all uh, working together, you look like a yeah. It's. Uh- that's a great uh, mention
1: on your end. I talked about the Canfield run game, Canfield offensive line, uh, but the combination that Canfield's defense uh, was absolutely incredible. Uh, the second half in particular, Canfield's defensive line could box. In particular, um, Akron East had no answer for Anthony Delisio, and they had no answer for Tyler Stein. I know Matt made a lot of mention Tyler Stein's name. Right. That whole defense, and uh, you talked about on the podcast, Cole Morrell, they're going allow a single pass to be hit on him. Canfield up until the last drive of the game, which is you know, a lot of the j- – Baby is getting in, and some
0: freshman getting in. Kingsford had allowed two yards. Two yards in the second half for, yeah. you know. Up until it. the game was it out of was astonishing. Yeah.
1: yeah, when the game was out of reach. Exactly. You know? But they
0: actually wanted him to use up the clock. And Yeah. It was it was you know you're right. Uh, their defense was phenomenal. And they handled the speed that Akronese had, I thought was really fun. Well we've seen that speed. Uh they missed on a few passes, but mm-hmm. at the end of the game they connected on one and we've seen that and we've seen it at the beginning of the game where their running back was able to take it down I think it was instant was him uh take it down the sidelines for like fifty yards setting up to their mm-hmm. only score. Matter of fact, the first score of the game. So Yeah. Uh no, these are these are what makes championship team interesting. And uh, I don't know much about the bombers to be quite honest with you. They like to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. And so like they it around. So it's going to be, you know, again, defense making plays in the in the defensive back, and let's see what type of pressure the uh, the linebackers and line can create and for some passes, that's another part of their game that went kind of unnoticed, but they were able to get, uh, We're going to say, they were able last week that Akron, a uh, quarterback, uneasy in the pocket. He was running a lot, left and right, and tucking the ball, and throwing the throws. So, if they're able to do those things, and I think they're going to have a chance to succeed against uh, the against, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it's a matchup that's going to make a lot of people interested. Uh, it's a classic run-oriented team versus pass-oriented. Uh, we've seen that uh, Saturday with JFK's game. Yep. Uh, so, should be interesting to see how this matchup coming up here between the Bombers and, and uh, looks like tomorrow night. And those two teams, Cancel and Kenson, have
1: had a history lately. They have uh, played the last year years. They didn't play this year or last year, I believe. But within the last three years, Canfield has played Kenson. The Colonels beat Kenson up in Kenson. Uh, they slowed down the passing attack. Canfield at to Actually, 2016 is canceled their first regular season loss in two years, so um, they do have some history. They do have some familiarity. Um, you know, I don't know what the weather is going to be like, but obviously, you think if the weather is similar to tonight's weather uh, with the rain and snow mix, it's going to favor the Cardinals. But it's going to be tough to get a passing game. I just think it's going to be really tough to beat Kansas. You have to play. I know this is the old opportunity. do don't speak off, and it might get old, but beat Kansas. You have to play absolutely perfect. You have to. Turnovers, you know, very little penalty. You cannot beat themselves. That's what hurt Akronese last week. A lot of penalties, I think kind of over 15 penalties, gave Canfield first down and gave them good field position so they can get drive started. Now, that's going to be key for Kenston tomorrow night. I think Kenston, if they can get their athletes in space, it's going to be tough on Canfield. But being Canfield-wise, and I think it's going to be very tough for Kenston to match the physicality of the Cardinals.
0: One versus two should be a, should be a great matchup. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm glad we're going to be able to bring it to on ESPN. Of 50 and they're working on the internet. It's still been down all week. Hopefully by tick-off tomorrow, they'll be able to have the live stream running for those mm-hmm. out of town. It's our hope. I mean, it's out of my control. Uh, I was talking to one of the engineers. Things situated for tomorrow, and hopefully, again, uh, on. I you know last week we didn't have the stream, and it's going to a lot of our fans uh, out of the area, in the area that travel and saw on no their phone, cars, their way, Bluetooth, and so. Uh, my apologies on that. Uh, hopefully, have everything other than uh, that is the uh, the ups and downs of a small radio station. Every week's a yeah. new challenge, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll get into that another day, uh, we'll talk about the challenges of this past season and others that I've dealt with. And uh, it, it's so uh, these are the stories I like to talk about. But we're not going to get into it tonight because it's not important. Uh, but we'll get into that and, and, uh, and give it a little kind of a behind-the-scenes look like it was on about high school broadcasting, broadcasting in general here locally and uh, really throughout the country. Saturday's game. Yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to this one as uh, Cuyahoga Heights will be taking on Warren uh, John F. Kennedy. And talk about a game where the clock is going to run. Oh, yeah. We have the triple option of Cuyahoga Heights versus the I-formation and run game of Kennedy. Now, Kennedy's going to throw the ball a little bit, but we this game could be starts at 9 o'clock or starts at 7 o'clock. It could be over by 9 o'clock, and I'm yeah. not kidding. It could be that fast. If, the, if these two teams run the ball the way they hope, uh... Yeah, it could be a very quick game. Yeah, this time,
1: uh, if you have 8.30 dinner reservation, you might make it on time. Yes. That's all the fastest, you know. Um, we all admit, uh, Kyle guys, first of all, they are one of the top C's in the region. Um, that triple option attack has always been a very fun for opponents to defend. Uh, but how about the run the KFK team has gone on? We've covered them mainly all season long, uh, 1570. and the growth that that team has gone through is fractured on the offensive line. Um, seeing them get just physically beat up and really beat badly by Gerard Now, uh, it's, it's just incredible. We made mention as we went along that if this happened, and that happened, the team could make a run. And I know you and I aren't surprised to see JFK playing in the regional finals again. Um, it's like the old saying goes, NF taxes and Jeff Bayek winning the playoffs. Uh, the job Jeff Bayek has done in JFK is absolutely incredible. Um, and it's just another line of great coaches in this area. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Maybe JFK decides to throw it a little more with Morantis. Oh. He's he made some big plays with Arden this year, including a couple throws against Wyndham that really led the way to the Eagles win over Wyndham uh, up
0: there. Oh, so, yeah, yes. it's going to be an interesting matchup. You're right. Uh, they can't throw the ball. They're not mm-hmm. a throwing team. But they're not afraid to throw it 20 times no. a game if necessary. They're more balanced than people give them credit for. Yeah, they be quite are. honest, and they have good athletes. On, you know, obviously the Lycans you know, on the outside, and the had uh, a hammering all. About Ball to that mix who can run and catch the ball uh, and come in and be a wild crack quarterback it's an interesting mix that they have on offense it's really impressive I think again I'm going to say the same thing I just said about Canfield is their defense has really yeah. improved second half of this that's where they struggled and they had that four-game losing streak where they were losing, you know, 40 to nothing, and 40-7 to seven mm-hmm. and 40-14. to 14. Uh, They were giving up a lot of points, and they just could not, you know, overcome those things. However, in the last half of this, the last four games, the defense really dealt and played well, the, uh, they lost a game on the road to uh, Gilmore Academy, you know, a larger school to them, yeah. and, but it was only 14-3. to 3. It was a defensive game, and a game where they had an opportunity, you know, to do some things, but just, unfortunately, uh, some turnovers and things happened that caused that being uh, not to see that, that Saturday afternoon. However, I love what they have uh, done, and they've given themselves an opportunity to be a surprise team in the area. And in Division Seven, at least in 8-5, I don't think there was a dominant team. Shoot. I think no. there were some really good teams. I think there were some teams that haven't been challenged, and there are teams who right now are gelling at the right time. And I think that's where Kennedy lies. They're gelling at the right time. These are going to have an opportunity. I'm like you, it's a really good playmaker. You got Morantus at quarterback. We got Hollowball at running back, and Wildcat at end. At Jared and Jesse. Uh, at wide out Plus you have uh you know, Jordan Emmons Had a phenomenal The mm-hmm. uh, last few weeks A big game last week So there's a lot Of opportunities I think here For this offense And it's creating Some uh, offensive line That's you know, kind of gelled And third is gone And as uh, I talked about earlier They're playing it up front They're learning the game They're learning how to win They're learning how to get Through a certain adversity And it's interesting But uh, they have momentum On this guys They have a uh, More than that I think they have belief On their guys. Yeah. And I'm not just talking About the almighty You know being a uh, a Catholic school, I'm talking about a team believing in each other and a team that believes that if the opportunity arises they can rise to the challenge in front of them and And they like Canfield and uh you know winner of The Gerard Hubbard matchup. I'll be honest, I won't be shocked if all three, you know, if we have three schools going into the semifinals next, I will not be shocked at all. Uh, Obviously, we're guaranteed one with the Gerard Hubbard matchup. Someone's moving forward on uh, Saturday. The question is will JFK join them on Saturday and will Friday night be a camp tonight, the Division 19? So it'll be interesting going forward, but I really like the idea. I'm not afraid to say it. I think, you know, like I said, we got a guaranteed team in the Hubbard. And Gerard Game getting to the semifinal. I really love the idea of the other two having a great opportunity to get there. I love Canfield and what they have achieved this year. And they're going to have, a, you know, that lost to. East, um AF came at the right time of the year for Eight. them. Simply because it may have refocused them. And given yep. them the opportunity. There's no such thing as a good loss. No. I wanna I wanna preface that. That is a as a fan thing that I've never no. heard a coach ever say. I've yep. heard coaches say we've learned from our losses and we've refocused and we learned you know, we can't just go into the game and show up. Uh, but there's no such thing as a good loss. You can learn from a win as much as you learn from a loss. What a yep. loss can do is we focus you moving forward. And I think that may have happened to Canfield. As uh, that was a game they could have won. They just did not make plays necessary to win that game. And you got to give a lot of credit to East, uh, who actually had a phenomenal year and ran into Mark Wade and the Indians. And that was a phenomenal game that we didn't get a chance to see. But 34-30, uh, to he's had the yep. lead late. And Mark Wade brought him back down and scored. And, and look what. Did last week uh, winning their game, and then Hubbard uh, taking down uh, Superville. I mean, we've got to give credit to both schools on what they have done. To- yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I, for one, didn't. I wasn't worried uh, what Hubbard would do in the playoffs. given the a
1: loss to Morales. But um, there would be a hangover effect with the excruciating loss of the and, and at the East But um, like you said, the Canfield loss to East. Might have helped the Cardinals in a big way. If Hubbard lost to East. Might have helped them also in a huge way. Um, I will I'll piggyback off what you said. I'm going to say, definitively, we will have three teams in the Hornets Valley playing next week in the state final. Why not? Obviously, we have Gerard and Hubbard winning. Uh, one of those two schools win. I love the way that JSK is on right now. I think they have a little more athlete to that uh, these teams in that region have not seen this year, and, and they're playing their best football at the right time of the year and cancer like we expected. Uh, if there would be a team to make a deep run, uh, the Cardinals were it. I, I just I don't see a way where Henson can match the Cardinals' physicality for four quarters, um, and that run game is really good. Campbell's uh, going to line up and run it down your throat, and so I'm gonna go so we have three teams playing next week for a chance at a state championship first. It
0: would not surprise me, Tim, if we have for sure one playing in Denton of the Leagues. Uh, yeah, I'm, right now, I'd be heartbroken if it, we don't get it uh, to the finals. But, I mean, that's, you can only take it one week at a time. It's regional finals yep. this week, and that's what matters. And I really love the scenario we're going to see here. Uh, those can that we, listen outside the area, if you need to find out more about the Ohio High School Athletic Association playoffs, dot aorg O-H-S-A-A.org. I'll get it out yet. O-H-S-A-A.org. And they'll have all the brackets, all that information there for you. And uh, you should want you want to check it out because our, hopefully our stream will be working and we're going to bring it to the valley. You know, a lot of people were disappointed last week and that didn't happen. And my apology uh, to uh, to our listeners who uh, tried to get us online and uh, we'll work on that. Hopefully we'll have that all straight away. Hopefully tomorrow, first case scenario, Saturday, Saturday for the day. That's my hope. It's out of my control. Those who uh, are involved trying to fix it are working on it. And, uh, matter of fact, I am uh, actually going to lend some uh, to them uh, for the broadcast the actual podcast here tomorrow night, Saturday. Uh, we're doing everything we can. And uh, these are the challenges of a small station. We we'll just move forward and hope for the Re- best. Remember
1: remember when the beginning of the year we had some local media personalities saying how frustrating was that football was down and we can't get teams to make playoff lines. And you know, this is the fourth or fifth great year. We will have a team playing in the regional finals and we're going to we're guaranteed to have a team in the final four. So the whole notion of throwing the football is down around, it may be down from what it was a couple of years ago. The run this valley had in the early to mid 2000s of uh, teams making state championship game appearances was absolutely astonishing. So the football, that expectation is down. But we have some really good football being played here. We have some of the best football in the state being played in our backyard. And it's been an absolute privilege to cover these teams the last two years. And I, it's, I heard that a couple of weeks ago. Yes, football is down, and it goes. why is it down and all of this? And it, it might be a baseball and basketball town now. No. Football is still king in the Hunting Valley. We're going to have a team in the uh, state finals. We could have two
0: or three. Um, but let's put that uh, statement to bed, and let's not bring it back up. That's not true. At all. I don't disagree with that. I'll say this to piggyback on what you said. Uh, I think what... Has transpired in the last, in the last five to seven years, maybe a little bit longer. Is we lost our identity of what football we are. Yep. Uh- and you look at the schools that are going uh, like Anfield F K. Uh, they are traditional Northeast Ohio type. Gonna run the ball first and have a, a balanced back and a good now, Take nothing away from that. The game has changed tremendously. And you take a look at the game being played in Niles. You're seeing the wide open offense of Gerard and the offense skill level of Gerard, or, Excuse me, of Hubbard. It's huge. And that's the that's where the game has changed. Uh, you don't find the teams that are that are run oriented physical team like KFK and Anfield are as much, and you're seeing more of the finesse football and the high-scoring games and athletes and getting them in the scoring position like you would in Hubbard. And there's nothing wrong with that football. It's just a different brand of football. It's, you know, you're go to the spread, you're trying to get athletes out in base, trying to take advantage of athletes to throw the ball. And you know what? Mark Wade proves you have a quarterback of that caliber. Uh, no, that's nothing new. Every school has ever had a great quarterback in our area, has, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I applaud the schools taking advantage of talent and ignorance. They're putting their best foot forward going forward. And, you know, it just, it just shows you the different styles of football. I believe you can still throw the ball and be successful in the ball. Uh, and we've proved that with Gerard this year in this area. And we've uh, seen some of that with straight offense from Hubbard. So, Hubbard's more of a run oriented team, in my opinion. And then you see the heavier run oriented team in in uh, Canfield and a, more of a 50 uh, 15 a in Kennedy. And it's going to be interesting. And I'll tell you what, you talk about some quarterbacks in our area. Mark Wade, maybe the class of the act, and Davion Daniels, who's to make it most of mm-hmm. the stars and mostly the uh, publicity in our area. And rightfully so, I don't want to take anything from the they You talk about the Trumbull, Pl- Trumbull County Player of the Year, you're talking about Mark Wade. You know, it's, I don't think you can anybody else. Yeah. Uh, and and that, it, you know, is, the one comes in second, in my opinion, is Davion Daniels. Uh, the, you know, the two quarterbacks that are facing in that game. Uh, when you talk about Trumbull County Player of the Year. That's how I would rank them. I don't know how the rest of the... yeah. Uh, I don't have a vote on that, but that's how I would rank the two players from Humboldt uh, County. And I'll be honest, I'll tell you an underrated quarterback in this area is Yeah. Uh, because he is asked to do different things than any other quarterback in our area. And what he demonstrates, which is really phenomenal, and if you're a a scout out there. I can't imagine this is not catching the eyes of scouts at all levels of football. He's able to do a three-step drop and a five-step drop and a seven-step drop and yeah. deliver a ball as a quarterback underneath center. That's not, It's very difficult to do and is not taught at the high school level much anymore because of the split offense and the 95 to 100% of the time you're a knockout. Uh, I'm not sure Mark Wade can do that. Mark Wade's the most talented quarterback in our area, but when you talk about skill sets skill set to take a three set drop and deliver a ball uh, out into the flats like Morantis does too. and uh, my congratulations on him and his skill sets and leading this uh, to the regional finals cuz i love watching that young man uh, because of his skill sets he may not be the most accurate passer he may not be best runner however what he is what the skill sets that he shows delivering the ball reading a defense and running an offense i'll tell you what if you're a school looking to develop a quarterback that's the one uh, long term that you got to think about.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, and I even say this too. I'll go a little different. The thing that has impressed me, especially with Anthony Morantis, is just the leadership ability that he's demonstrated. He's a phenomenal leader. He is the, I mean, he's really the cog to that engine that makes the JSK offense on. Time. And you're. Right, when teams have to respect his ability to make a three or five or six a drop and throw it, and he can make your immediate passes as well as for the people of precision, uh, that has a whole different dimension to an offense especially this time of year. And you want to talk about one reason why all of these teams are still playing football tomorrow night and Saturday night, leadership. Mark Wade, Davion Den, Anthony Moran can't so feel has- and with at that quarterback Allen Kleincell at running back Crawford at running back Leslie O'Connell on the defensive end um all of these teams are really good leaders and just really good kids
0: um, I just want to correct you real quick is Christian, yeah. um, oh, Christian. Christian Miranda um no it's Christian Morales that's you. all right. You. uh but you no know, you are correct we have some great Great area of players, and I, I'm really looking forward to tonight and Saturday night, and hopefully next weekend too. And and keep your fingers crossed for a potential doubleheader for us. I'm not I'm not guaranteeing a Friday night game, but if Kennedy win, we'll be definitely following Kennedy. It could be just an economic decision that's out of um, our control because uh, just, you know you have to have that. As, as crazy as it sounds, uh, we don't necessarily have the ability to pull everything off in time. And uh, if someone out there who listening to this from Canfield who wants us to continue the podcast, we can definitely go uh, going forward and you can always contact Tim uh, at RadioMVP.com or on the internet. I'm on all socials. I just want to get that out there real quick going forward because, again, I'm not sure we're going to be able to follow Canfield past the final finals. We're hopeful that we do. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And let's just bring the Cardinals home with a victory. Let's get the Eagles home with a victory, and good luck to both the Indians and the Eagles in uh, Division 4, Region 13. The uh, What can I say? It's the region from uh, region. It is uh, the Goat Rodeo of Regions. There's so much talent in that region. And Those two schools hit to this regional final. Uh, I hope O'Ryan Stadium absolutely back to the Gills on Saturday night. Uh, if you're a football fan in this area, uh, you need to be at that game. And if you're a Kennedy fan, get on the bus, get on the train, get on whatever it takes yep. get out to the North and uh cheer on uh kennedy because uh, they deserve all the the uh, cheers and what they can yeah well, i
1: also think we're going to see a very very big engine of red and black tomorrow night. i think uh Campfield fans are always wanting to travel and I think maybe if the weather's a little better than it was last week, and I think it has a forecast to be right. as cold, but maybe no rain or
0: snow in the forecast. You know what? I think I think you're gonna see a lot of Campfield fans tomorrow You right are there. correct, and I and I expect that and I, I didn't mean to omit them. no. And uh, no, I'm no, glad you did. No, I'm glad no, you brought it up. Um, I'm glad you brought it up because uh, Canfield has some great fans, and there's no doubt they need backing too. And being the number one seed, let's get them home for Friday night and deal with the two teams on Saturday. Saturday, and yep. uh, hopefully you and I maybe get back together Sunday. Uh, I- yeah. Uh, and try to recap what happened this week and get it out as soon as we can. Uh, we're just running about out of time here, Anthony. And uh, I want to thank you for coming on and talking with us as we get forward and as we uh, continue our journey here on Radio MVP. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be back. on. Um, also up real quickly.
1: My best of luck and my well wishes to Anfield and JFK and Upper and Gerard uh, this weekend, mm. especially tomorrow night. A little more personal meeting for me as Tim well knows. Um, huge. I'm I be being biased here. I think Kansas City is going to do really good tomorrow night and rather comfortably. That's a very tall task too, as the playoffs go on. It's not easy to win in November and the first week of December. Um, but Tim, I think we're going to have a lot of a lot of good football. Uh,
0: let's let's put it this way. Let's hope our Thanksgiving and our uh, following week is still with football and uh, and time-consuming opportunities. Tim, how as you, you mentioned. Uh, I uh, would love nothing better than be on Black Friday uh, covering a game, and then on Saturday covering a game too.
1: And how does uh the first weekend in December at Tom Benton Hall of Fame Stadium Sound covering a couple local teams to a championship. Uh, that
0: would make me that, one of the happiest guys in the world because it's been yep. a very long time since I've been a, to a championship and covering it. Uh, it might have been the early 2000s the last time I personally had a chance to cover it and I would love that opportunity again. And hopefully, we have uh, three teams there, and yep. uh, that would be phenomenal. And uh, uh, like you said, best wishes all four teams. No one of our teams are going home. One of the teams is advancing in Division 4. Congratulations to both those schools who uh, get to the regional finals and whatever may occur Uh, Best of luck going forward, and obviously, we get to cheer this time of the year, so go Canfield Cardinals, and go uh, Kennedy Eagles. Uh, For Anthony in Canfield, I am Tim in Borman. This is Radio MVP, episode number 54. Thanks for tuning in and downloading. Don't forget to check us out on the internet at RadioMVP.com to get this through iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. Please rate and review us. That's really important as we move forward. Like us, or actually favor us on if you listen that way, and of course, you can download us through uh, radio mvp.com and through SoundCloud at Google Play. So, all that in mind, I thanks to you for listening. Uh, for Anthony, once again, in Canfield, I'm Tim Imporven. Have a great day, everyone.